Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. It is picked up by the line. Darius Slade's got it. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. Darius at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Detroit Goulet, what's going on everybody? It's Friday and we are back. We had a great show. On, uh, that we dropped on Wednesday. Me and Grifka were talking free agency, draft, some of the news and notes, all types of things. The one and only Grifka has returned. Grifka, we're here to talk Lions again. How are you, sir? Oh, man, doing good, doing good. Knowing spring's right around the corner. Absolutely, man. Uh, spring's around the corner. The draft's around the corner. Grifka, free agency can start as early as Sunday. That's like three or four days away. Are you kidding me? Like, uh what do you got on your brain, Detroit Lions this week? I mean, talk to the people. Well, let's put it this way: I got a couple, a uh, couple things I want to ask you because uh, it could somewhere down the road, you know, touch touch base with the Lions. This isn't directly, but uh, the first thing is, uh, I know you probably saw this, and I know we were talking about him in the draft on prior shows and even before the combine. And Devin White said, you know, because we talked how he could fit with the Lions, we don't think he will, but. Might be one of those guys. Lions may take him. They like his speed. But uh, he said he wants number 40. And uh, right now the Lions have, you know, number 40 on the team. Do you think, like, it, even not just Lions, but maybe other teams, if that was one of those things. If Do you, th- you think a rookie is, you know, no matter how good he is, where he's drafted, if, he's, if he kind of spouts off, I want this number, do you think they should automatically kind of give it to him? Or is one of those things that kind of has to be earned or that guy on the team has to be willing to give it to him? You know, what do you think about that? Some guy just throwing it out there saying, I want number 40. How do you think that looks to an incoming team Incoming team, if somebody on that team already has the number? Who's, who's been established? Not like, you know, a, uh, a camp guy, a, uh, um, you know, special, you know um, what am I thinking, a, a practice squad guy, something like that. How do you think that looks to the team? Grifka... Let me ask you this first. Uh, where where did you get this? I I know I'm demanding number forty. Is this one of those people that call you at twelve midnight and tip you off, or did Devin White call you, or where'd you get this info? Actually, I read that article. Or was I think uh, a few days ago? Is this your is this your twenty seven two four seven Lions website you go to? Yep, that's one of them. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm I'm kidding with you. I mean, he might have said this, but. I mean, yeah, the kid's probably been wearing 40 his whole life. I mean, it would be a perfect scenario if he can get it, and I'm sure he has, you know, feelings for that number. But um, this guy is a confident kid. This guy backed up everything at the Combine. I don't mind it. Again, that's kind of the reason I've been touting him all this time of saying, like, man, if you bring him in and if you could move Jared Davis a little bit, like, Devin White to me is the alpha. I I, I really like – Jerry Davis's hustle. I do think he's a dog, but I also think that Devin White is more the alpha dog in that group. So I think it's pretty, you know, 
basically, I would assume he would say that. But, I mean, I think I yelled at you, mentioned that in the previous show, and I kind of said, even if the Lions take him, which I don't think they will now, but I would love it. I mean, he's not coming in and telling Jaron Davis, hey, hand me your jersey. Matt Pat's not saying, hand me your jersey. Um, You know, the guy's going to get a different number and be cool with it. You know, I have no issue. And what's funny is he's demanding number 40. And, like, when you watch these guys on tape, him and Jared Davis look absolutely like identical twins, basically from top to bottom. Their build, their speed, their size, their number, everything, the way they play. I mean, it's just crazy how similar they are. So, again, that's why I'm thinking the Lions probably lean against it, but I'd still love it, and I don't see him handing over any jerseys. This kid's going to wear whatever he's got to wear, and he's going to make it a great number. He's going to be a heck of a player in the NFL no matter where he goes. Okay. I like that. So, but yeah, I know I I hear what you're saying. And, you agree um, with me? Yeah, I agree with you. I there agree you with you. I think it's one of those things, though, with the NFL. I, I believe as a rookie, you know, your number has to be earned. If somebody else has it on the team, you just almost kind of kind of suck it up. And uh, you always hear these stories about guys paying other guys. You know, it's like, hey, I'll give you X amount of dollars. I'll throw this amount of money out of charity. You like, you know, just can I have the number? I mean, if he does that and Jared Davis is more than willing to give it to him, cool. But you're right. I don't think he can just waltz in the locker room and the coach is going to be like, hey, hand over your jersey. You know, give it to this guy. He's he's the new uh, new kid on the block. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of the things that definitely has to be earned, you know. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I just I just don't think it's just going to be handed to him. So. My next question to you, um, once again, I, there's a lot of talk going out there, once again, for some odd reason. I'm, we can talk about this later, about this guy. But uh, Kyler Murray, you know, he's shooting up the draft. A lot of people are saying, like, Arizona's going to take him number one. Well, they just took Josh Rosen last year. And uh, one, my first question to you, you, you think because of this, is, is it, you think Josh Rosen's a bust? Maybe somebody that, you know, he just doesn't fit the new scheme with Cliff Kingsbury out there. And if so, would this be somebody we were talking about it before, backup quarterback? You know, one of those things where, you know, Matt Castle, you know, right now it seems like the Lions have Matt Castle pegged to be the backup quarterback. Or would this be somebody maybe the Lions might be interested, quarterback of the future type thing? You know, if the Cardinals are willing to trade him, think the Lions may make a run at him to be the quarterback of the future? Do you want my Grifka answer? Of course. No. <laughs> I think you've pulled, if you've pulled the one-word answers before on the podcast. And, and Grifka, let me spin this another way for you. There is all this hype about Kyler Murray going one. At first, it was like he's going to go to Jacksonville or Giants. Now everything is saying number one to the Cardinals. I'm torn because I'm either like set that that's the case or I'm like, wow. They have everybody thinking he's going to go one, and he's not. He's going to sort of slide down more than people would think. I think he's going one if I had to put my money on it right now. Yes, I think they'll trade Josh Rosen. I don't love Josh Rosen, but I think he's a a good talent. But he's a good talent for, like, the Redskins or the Dolphins or the, you know, a team, maybe even like a San Diego Chargers that's kind of got an older, great quarterback that is going to be on his way out, but he could groom for another year. And then he gets, I mean, that's where he's going to go. Like, I don't want a guy like this guy does not fit Detroit. He has that cocky attitude. It doesn't fit in this city. I, I don't think he would be accepted at all. And like you said, he hasn't done anything, but yeah. I think he's out of Arizona. I don't want him anywhere near Detroit. I'm rolling with Matt Stafford, man. And uh, 
you know, all this other talk about QBs and the Lions, I think it's a, a non-issue right now. And I think we'll know in the next two years if it needs to be an issue or if it's like, man, I'm so glad we didn't deal with a quarterback because Matt Stafford is balling and he's got another two to five years left. That's my opinion. Okay. Um, you know how I felt about Josh Rosen last year. I always thought he would be a bust. I'd, I, I don't know if he's the quarterback that makes guys around him better. And I don't know if he's one of those guys that you need to put talent around him, a lot of talent around him for him to succeed. Um, I always thought he was one of those guys that if he was going to be any good in the pros, he would have to have a lot of studs around him, you know, playmakers, every position for him to excel. I don't think he's going to be like the guy that would raise up the play of the, of the wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, you know, that guy. So, um, if the lines were going to be like, okay, maybe we want this guy in the future, you know, uh, you know, a couple of years, you know, when it's okay, because once again, this, he'd still be under that rookie contract and um, it, he could fit with, he could fit in, into the salary cap with what Matt Stafford's getting in the next couple of years. So if it's one of those things like, okay, he learns under Stafford for the next couple of years. And then when, you know, Stafford's numbers, a little more salary cap friendly, if we got rid of him, we could throw Josh Rosen in there. I I I still wouldn't want him either because once again I just have this feeling that he's not going to be that guy. You know, he I just don't think he's like he's not the rising tide that raises everybody else. You know, he's I think he's he's just going to be just going to be an average quarterback, and that's my personal opinion. So I would I wouldn't I'd stay away from him as well. Yep. Um, my next question for you: This just is just in football in general. Um, we saw Le'Veon Bell last year. He got franchise tag, and he sat out the whole year. And Demarcus Lawrence this year, you know, he's been franchised by the Cowboys again, and he said he wasn't going to sign it this year. So he's threatening to sit out the year. Now, you think this is going to become a trend? And if so, do you think this is good or bad for the NFL? Uh, well, again, let me spin it forward, Lions. I know we're kind of talking NFL-type topics here, but – you know, everybody acts like the franchise tag is so horrible. I remember I was driving home uh, here recently, and I, I heard a podcast where Lomas Brown came on. He's like, oh, man, I'm still mad about you guys franchising me. And I'm like, you know, back in the day, that was still, like, the most money out of any position. Okay, it's a one-year deal, but you seem to do fine, Lomas. You made probably the most money for an offensive tackle. You just had to make it for two or three years on one years rather than getting the long-term contract. So I, I don't get the whole issue with it. Like, if somebody was going to pay me $20 million to play one year, I mean, you pretty much sign it. I mean, I haven't seen many people, like, break their leg or have a Alex Smith injury and then – lose out on hundreds of millions of dollars based on this franchise tag. So I don't know. I like the guys that just sort of sign it, go prove themselves. And then I think the NFL seems to reward people that play really well um, under whatever deal they are. And if they play great under their current deal, whether it be a rookie, a franchise tag, whatever, they get rewarded. So I think you see that with the Lions. They kind of, they franchise people when they have to. But if you come in as a rookie, you ball out. They pay you big and they keep you here. And it's sort of as simple as that. So, yeah, I'm kind of disgusted with, you know, I'm not going to sign it or, hey, I'm going to sit out. Hey, man, somebody give me $20 million. I know it's easy to say from our seat, but I'd, I'd go play for that and prove that you're worth 100 over the next five years rather than sit out and try to 
play your leverage that way. But like I say, everybody has their own way. But glad the Lions aren't in that situation. Glad we don't have to franchise anybody this year. And our salary cap's looking great. So I'm happy about it. Yeah. Um, just to kind of finish this topic, I mean, as as for the NFL, I guess the biggest thing is would be like if this becomes a trend where guys like start to like sit out year after year. I mean, the NFL, I mean, there's a lot of players and a lot of teams but you're missing one of your superstars. I mean, one of your bona fide superstars, if guys are like, well, I'm not going to sign this. You know, they know they're good, and it's just the NFL as a whole. They're losing out on one of the superstars. I mean, Le'Veon Bell, great running back, and it's just one of those years where Pittsburgh didn't have him, and, you know, the NFL as a whole missed out on a great player. So if this starts to come where one, two guys a year is like, well, you fine, you do it, I'm not going to sign it, you know, the NFL as a whole is losing out on a great player for a year. So that's just kind of the way I look at it. I don't think it's a good thing. And I, just to tag along with you, it's just like you're getting a lot of money, you know, pay one, you know, play one year. I mean, okay, you know, just do it. So um, let's do this. Uh, let's, like I said, those are just kind of general NFL topics that might hit the Lions, you know, sooner or later. But uh, I got a few other ones here. Um, just want to go this one just – just totally deals with the lines here that let's talk about here for a few minutes. Um, at the combine, uh, Kyler Murray interviewed with the lions. Now, once again, he interviewed with a lot of teams, but is this one of those things that once again, the lines are just kind of keeping their door, you know, the options open. If he falls to them, do you think this was just kind of for show that Kyler Murray's out there? He's, you know, uh, he's getting a lot of hype, so let's get in on this. Let's interview him, too. If he falls to us, see how he is. Or do you just think this was one of those things, just uh, the, the general interest in this guy, that uh, it's like, yeah, if he falls to us, maybe we will take him. So, Or do you think this was just kind of for show as, like, okay, he's hyped, we want to get in on it, too? Well, Griffin, real quick, uh, shout-out to Carson Anderson. I, I always, like, kind of listen to those guys. Um, and they were kind of talking about this and Gator was, <laughs> he always is like leaning towards kind of the more the meat and potatoes, the good football players. But this year he's kind of on board with if Kyler Murray's there, that's who he would take. I think it's an interesting opinion by him, but I, I'm split on this Kyler Murray guy. I think he's either going to be one of the most incredible talents we've ever seen, or I'm starting to think he might be one of the most like, what's the word I'm looking for? I think he has like an, an attitude and a a sense about him. Like, I don't know that people are going to follow him or he might rub some people the wrong way and not be, you know, this galvanizing type player at the quarterback position. So I don't think he fits Detroit. I don't think our offense is going to run the way that, I mean, he needs to be an open spread, a team that like is kind of at the bottom of the barrel and just needs to sell jerseys and that excitement. I mean, we don't need any of that the best answer I heard, and this was kind of on another show, but I also kind of thought about it too. I mean, yeah, they kind of brought him in again. I don't know why they're doing these fake smoke screens when nobody really thinks you're going to take a guy like that, but why the, I think they brought him in is because the lions play the Cardinals. And if the Cardinals take him, they at least got to kind of pick his brain, know what he's about, maybe know what frustrates him, know what he thinks he's good at. And they also play the giants and the lions, talk to Haskins too so I think they're trying to get any little edge they can and I respect them for that but otherwise it also seems sort of like a wasted interview like you only get I think it's 60 or however many of those so you know 
if you're not gaining a bunch of knowledge, I would say go interview a late corner or a late outside linebacker that might be more worth it than talking to these guys where I think they have no interest in drafting them. They just sort of want to see and also sort of put the feelers out. Like, we might do it, but one, it's not going to happen. And, man, if they took Kyler Murray at eight, I'd be upset, Grifka. I'd be real upset. Yeah, I would. I would be also. Uh, when we come to the major draft, if we want to break down guys, um, I'll tell you how I how I really think about this guy. But uh, I think it was just one of those interviews, like like you said. Uh, you know, they play the Cardinals. If the Cardinals take them, they have a they have maybe like you said uh, an idea of what what makes them tick. Because I I personally don't think there's a, an interest in in him based on what the offense they run, based on knowing the uh what Matt Pat's looking to do like you said he's more of a open use his feet type of guy where I don't think that's what uh the lines are looking to run so I think like you said it was just try to pick his brain if they end up playing him they kind of maybe can like throw some defense schemes get him off his game stuff like that so I don't think there's any interest in taking this guy though um Next quick question. I just want to hear what you think about this. Um, after our Wednesday show, I, I actually seen this uh, article. There's actually a little little print out that said the Detroit Lions are the favorite to sign Landon Collins. Does that make you happy? That that the the world out there believes that the Lions are going to get Landon Collins. And I know we talked about this, but uh, you know, uh, is this something that that you're happy to see that the world, you know, the NFL world out there thinks that the Detroit Lions are going to get Landon Collins. Grifka, for those that didn't hear it, yes, we talked all about this on the Wednesday show. But let me let me both be quick, but let me tell the people again. We are the Vegas odds to land this guy. So what that tells me is that a lot of the people in the NFL, in Vegas, and in the fan base, other than Grifka, aren't as negative about our team being able to bring in a top talent like this they aren't really worried about that oh we don't want to pay anybody I think the Lions are willing to pay people that they value and they think are a great fit that are young and that are just fierce competitors that's what I think that this guy is I'm super pumped to see all the positivity and all the you know everybody saying this is our target this is our guy and uh man if you're talking to me right now uh, you know on Friday here like I think this is going to be their target. I think when he got cut loose from the Giants, Matt, Pat, Bob Quinn, they got with the players on the team and said, hey, go tell this guy this is a good place to be. Go recruit this guy and then come that first day of free agency, like we're going to make a push for him. Now, again, they may not get him, but I think we're going to be on his real short list. I think Landon Collins Grifka is coming to the D, and I'm going to be super pumped about it. Put him in that 21, man. I, I would absolutely love it. He is a beast. Okay. I was, I was just really wondering how you're feeling about that. So that's one of those things when we're done at practice, you're going to go get that Landon. You're going to find a Landon Collins jersey and have him sign it. See if you can get him to sign it. I might, man. I'm sure I have an Amir jersey in the closet. I can rip the nameplate <laughs> off and make it a Collins because, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, he would be uh, he would be like one of my – I've always kind of – I gravitated to Glover when he came here. I do like the safeties, uh, you know, skill players, things like that. And, uh man this guy's so grimy i would just love him okay um then another thing i did see was that uh the detroit lions were going to uh they're they're looking to get a visit from uh dwayne allen the tight end um 
Now, we all spoke about the struggles the Lions had at tight end last year. What do you think about this guy? I believe he was going to visit the Lions and also the Bills. What are you thinking about this guy? Who did you say again? Give it to me one more time. Dwayne Allen, tight end. Oh, yeah. He's been with a few different teams. Yeah, here's my thing on Dwayne Allen. So, like, I remember when he was coming out of the draft, like, there was a lot of buzz. I think he went – man, I don't have it. I almost want to say he was a first or second round pick. You know, maybe he fell into third. I can't remember. But I remember him being like a guy, like, oh man, you could bring this guy in. He can block, he can catch, you know, that's how they always sell tight ends. It's like, he can do it all. And he went to Indy and like, he was, he was not good. I mean, he didn't live up to the hype, didn't do whatever. Then he got shipped to the Patriots. And of course they sort of found ways to use him. But I mean, he never really lived up to his draft status, never really made plays I think he's just set now that he's sort of a a blocking more physical type tight end that you can scheme up either touchdowns or little routes for him but I mean I don't love him but uh, based on what's out there and if he came at the right price I mean I think he could be better than what we had last year no doubt about it but um, you know I want to say his age is probably up in the upper 20s now as well I mean I'm not really a stoked, as you would say, with this guy, but I think he'd be better than what we have. And, uh, I mean, I don't mind him as a football player. He's just never really done anything to warrant being a big target or, or something to get excited about. Yeah, get the bellow, because I'm with you on that. It's like when you said better than what we had, that's exactly when I read that. I'm like, well, I guess it's better than what we had. You know, that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, He's sort of at least a little bit of a name. I mean, obviously not a superstar, and more people have heard of him than you know than what the Lions signed last year with Luke Wilson and Levine Toilolo. Because, but even though we might have found something with Levine Toilolo, um, he's uh, like you said, I, I don't think he's really done anything. Well, I'm sitting here, I looked it up. He was actually drafted in the third round by the Colts. So, still though, I mean, third round, I don't think he's really done anything that you know, impressive to, I mean, if this is their number one target, you know, at tight end, I mean, maybe it's one of those things where, like you said, they bring him in and he teaches somebody they draft or something. So I don't know, but I wasn't like, you know, I'll tease my word stoked that uh, this was the guy that they were looking at. So, um, next question for you. I saw that, uh, uh, Carrie Hyder was not, uh, tendered by the lions. Does that, uh, does that surprise? I mean, obviously it doesn't really surprise us, but I, I almost kind of feel bad for the guy. He had he, he had such a great year, and you know, I'm, I remember me and you talked about this going into the next year. It's like, yeah, sure, if you could do something, then you know, he he got injured and was out all year, and we kind of hoped for him last year, saying, man, if he can come back and do something, but um, it just never seemed to pan out. So I I I, I, I kind of feel for the guy, simply because it seemed like the injury really really um, derailed his career. Now, I'm not, you know, saying he was, you know, on his way to Canton or anything like that, but he could have put something, a little little career together. Does, uh, you know, I don't think this is a big loss, but, uh, you know, uh, are, are you sad to see him go? How, I mean, I know, I know you're probably not too worried about him. You wish him well. But uh, do you think if his injury didn't happen, do you think he could have been a little something for Detroit? Um, well, I mean, 
again, Kerry Hyder's not a guy that he's a depth player at this point. He was he was really good for the Lions, and then when the new regime came in, he was basically Nolan Boyd. So, um, you know, they just didn't have a role for him, didn't want to use him, whatever the case may be. I mean, we did do the Kool-Aid rewinds, and when Kerry Hyder was in late in the season, I felt like he was still getting rushes and had a few sacks, had a few plays. So I think in the right scheme and the right fit, he can still be a decent, you know, depth NFL player, but it's not going to be here in Detroit. I mean, just not a, not a fit, not working out. So I, I hope he catches on somewhere and does well. But uh, nope, I'm moving on from Kerry Hyder, Grifka. Okay. And then uh, I also read this one. I believe it was the uh, it was a line that kind of made me laugh because we always joke about him. It's my boy Zach Zenner, and they said. Uh, I was reading this article and it said the way he played near the end of the year, he might have priced himself out of Detroit, that there may be a market for him, that somebody's more than willing to give him a little more cash than the Lions. Now, once again, this was one of the guys and we, we always kind of like thought he was just kind of another guy, but he ran hard late in the year. He showed up the last few weeks. Now, is this somebody, do you, you think there's an actual market for this guy that other teams are going to like kind of bid against, you know, other teams for Zach Zenner? Or do you think he's just one of those things where the line's like, hey, we like you, you think you ran hard, they might end up, you know, you know, paying him a little bit. I mean, would you I mean, would you be sad to see him go? Or do you think there's a market for this guy? Or is this kind of like, you know, Zach Center's a nice little player, but yeah, so what? See you later. Well, Grifka, me and the people know that you love him. Why do you love Zach Center again? Double initials, man. <laughs> Uh, I think I, I brought this up before. I mean, Zach Zenner, he's smart, he's physical, he's uh, dependable, but he's just not a top echelon NFL type running back. I kind of hope he stays with the team, but I hope that we can fit him in at a at the fourth type running back behind, you know, carry on another addition, Theo. But I think the time is coming where he's just going to say, hey, you know, I had a couple years in the NFL, I made a little money, going to go be a doctor and uh, – We'll see. We'll see if that's this year or not. But I think that, uh, you know, I appreciate what he's done when he's been in there. He has produced when he's been in there, which is always a good thing. Anytime you get your number called and you're out there and you produce, that's a good um, trait to have as an NFL player. And he's done well there. So uh, going into 2019, I do hope he's on the team. I just hope he's slotted right. And I hope that they can um, get a good contract with him um, for the next year or two. And then I, I think he'll ride off in the sunset. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about him. If it's one of those things that if another team wants to pay him more, you know, see you later. I think he's, I think he's easily replaceable. He's, he's nice. He runs hard, but I think guys like Zach Zenner are kind of a dime a dozen. So uh, if somebody wants to pay him a little more, you know, good luck to you. See ya. See you someday. You know, you know, being a surgeon. So good. You know, good for him. Um, my my last uh, one I wanted to talk to you. I, I came across this stat and I, it kind of like. You know, it kind of opened my eyes a little bit. Now, we all know that the run defense improved with uh, Snacks Harrison on the team, but this stat that he actually led the Lions in run stops and he only played for the team 10 games. So he was, you know, he was only there for a little more than half the season in 10 games, and he led the team in run stops. Now, my my question to you is, does that speak more towards him or does that speak towards the talent that was on the team prior to him? 
you know, it's just kind of like, wow, that's only, that's sad that he led the team in only 10 games where guys played the full year and they, they couldn't, you know, get more tackles than, than him. So how does that speak towards just his, how great a player he is or the talent that couldn't, you know, match him in 16 games? Griffith, we talk about it almost every show, and I I know you're trying to tee up these questions, but, I mean, it's like when we're doing the rewinds. Like, every time we watch Carry On, like, he appears to be a good NFL running back. He's got juice. He's good. I mean, we were talking about Snacks Harrison. Like, he came in here for a fifth rounder. Everybody knew that was a great value when they did it. He came in here. He produced from day one. He was a physical presence. He stopped the run. Yeah, he made all these plays. He put up these stats. I mean, he's been a good football player in the NFL. So I think he's just living up to what he has been. And uh, I love it. I mean, every show and every show next year, I think we'll be saying, man, Snacks Harrison's a beast in the middle. Man, look at him making plays. Wow, look at him highly ranked on PFF. I mean, that's just what this guy does, and we're just happy he's in Detroit. And people, some people, kind of don't make a big deal. Like, yeah, it was a good move, but no, man. this We might look back at this move in a couple of years and say, wow, when they made that move and then they added a few more pieces the following year, that totally changed our defense for the next handful of years. I mean, I think that's how impactful this guy is. Yeah, that uh, it just tells you. Uh, to me, it just tells you what little de- you know what little talent was that defensive tackle on this team, where he was able to come in and lead the team and run stops with only playing ten you know with only playing ten games. It tells you how much it, he's just helped this defense improve. And like you said, every week you know you know doing the games, doing the rewinds, and coming up in the next year, just how well a fit this guy is and. It was, you know, pretty much a coup getting him from the Giants for what, you know, what the Lions gave up. So, very impressed with him. Very impressed with him. So, um, well, that's all I have on this one. I mean, we've been going here a little bit, talked about a few things, and uh, I know we have a free agency coming up here pretty soon where we'll really know what the Lions are looking to do. We can only speculate right now. Um, I got nothing else really, Derek. Uh, you got anything you want to chat about before we get out of here? Oh, man, Grifka, there's there's just so much about to go on. I think you're right that over the last couple of shows, we've hit on some things. I know that people are just itching, though, for draft talk. They're itching for who the heck are the Lions going to go out and get in free agency. Um, I think we need to sort of close up this show. Next week, we need to come back, and free agency would just be either – getting going the official day you know is the i want to say the 13th kind of midday there Um, i definitely think next week we're gonna have to dive into those free agents so grifka go do your homework go learn a couple names if you want i'll send you an email give you a little help with a few uh updates but what we need to do is build some lists for the people of like if me and you were the gms who would we be looking at who fits this team and who can we reasonably get with our money based on kind of what we know in the NFL and, hey, we only have 40, 30, 40 million to play with. What kind of pool of three, five, six players could we get with that type of money that's going to really help change this team? So you up to that task next week that we can give the people a couple real good free agent shows as long, as well as uh, some more draft talk? Yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, though, it's just one of those things where we still got a little bit of time before draft, so – we can, you know, 
we we can do that. But yeah, let's uh, let's do a little free agency right now because we know what they're gonna get. That way, it'll help us with the draft. So yeah, let's uh let's kind of next couple few shows uh let's do a lot of free agency talk. All right, sounds like a plan, man. So thank you again, everybody. Uh, we really love doing the show. You guys have been supporting the show. It's growing. We continue to just have a blast doing it, and uh, just looking forward to uh, this type of year. I mean. This is the time where they build the core of the team. They add to what they currently have. The NFL is a tough business, man. Everybody is super competitive, trying to add pieces, you know, trying to maneuver their way around the draft board and all that type of stuff. And we just hope between Bobby Quinn and Matt Pat that they're able to um, really be aggressive this offseason. The last couple, they've seemed to um, sort of add depth. I think this is the offseason along with next year where they really need to add a couple blue chippers, add a couple game changers, and a couple people that can get this team not only back into the playoff mix, but over that hump as well. So, Grifco, we're going to talk all about it. We'll break down positions. We'll break down actual more player names, uh, salaries that we think guys might get, all that type of stuff. And we'll do that right here next week on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. So, for me, and for Grifka. Oh, wait. Grifka, you got anything else for the people? Uh, nope. Got to get that in. We know we know there's there's people out there that absolutely love that. So, Grifka, thank you so much. Uh, we'll be right back here next week for all you guys right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. Have an awesome, awesome weekend. Back to back. Start the play. This game is over! It is over! What a comeback by the Lions! Drink it in, man!